Hello, and welcome to Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton. The small towns and communities of Cleveland County, North Carolina have long been a hotbed of music in all its many forms. Several Cleveland County musicians have found commercial success and critical acclaim in the music industry. Yeah, everybody knows the Earl Scruggs, Don Gibson, Patty Loveless, and Alicia Bridges are from Cleveland County. Donald Bird, too. So this is not a podcast about them. This is a podcast about the musicians who are still here to keep music alive here. This is the stories, and you need to know them and know the people who are making the music. This is not, this is not your normal podcast. Wow, that's the sounds of breaking out of the norm. That was Sacred Pipe by Chris Faree and Medicine Crow. I met Chris at his drummer's, Eric Kimbrell's house uh, for the interview. Other band members showed up and they played a couple of songs live. And the band members stuck around and joined Chris for the interview. And what actually turned out to be a break from my general format also. So we'll call this groundbreaking. Listen up. that early. Actually, um, if this is any indication, you guys must be good when you get warmed up. <laughs> well, the matcha helped a lot. Oh, yeah, well, that does, yeah, yeah. All right. Now, uh, Chris, you guys are up for an award. Would you like to tell me about it? Uh, we're up for a Native American Music Award. I got the email, I guess, a couple days ago. Maybe. For best rock recording yeah, that's what I category. Think. All right, that's good. Um, and when will you know the results of this? 
sometime before November. Uh, somebody asked me today uh, when the voting was over, and I said I'd have to check. But it'll be a little while. Okay. Did um, is this the first time you've been? Uh, I've been a finalist once with the first uh, Native American World City I did back in 2007, and um, then the third CD, I guess it's probably 2009. I was a nominee as well. Do you do you go somewhere to get these awards? I mean, is there a conference you go to? Uh, they're up. They're up in uh, Niagara. Niagara, yeah, oh, okay. Niagara, New York. Yeah. Okay. So you, you get to go to that? I haven't. I've wanted to go, but I haven't gone yet. Uh, got an email from a lady too uh, yesterday, wanting me to send her a video about talking about us possibly right. performing. We might. I, I'm going through the motion to see what what will happen 3rd, with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. It's November third. So how does that come about? I mean, do you have to send them stuff? Somebody hears your stuff? Yeah, I'm with Spirit Wind Records out of okay. so upstate New York as well, and uh, they send it in for me. Right. They they fill out the paperwork, send it in, because so I release like, under their name the, right. all the so CDs. You also, and, you don't have to do that yourself. Right, right. Okay, that's, that's really cool. That's, um, well, while we're on that subject, you want to hit the Native American part of this? Uh, what, what sense? Okay, all right. Did you start out playing no, that no, way? No, I started out just playing in garage bands and that kind of thing, and uh, then got into metal music, played a little bit of that, and then um, from there met Brad Horde, and uh, he's a drummer, a friend of mine, and uh, we started forming bands in the in the 80s. Okay. Uh, I went through about mid-80s, so. Played all around here, played in Asheville and Charlotte and Greenville, uh, places like that. Um, wasn't a lot of places to play then, but but uh, we did that for a while. You were primarily as a singer? And I was more of a bass player and backup singer and co-lead singer. Right. Um, gotcha. The other person in the band with us for most of that time was uh, Tim Mooney, the guitar player. He sang the other songs. So when did you move to the Native American? Um, took a long break for a while and uh, had kids, got married, had kids, and uh, wanted to start doing music again. And uh, started back in 2006. I think I went up to Chimney Rock, bought a couple of flutes. I was trying to get back into music again and do something a little different. Uh, at the time, I felt that I was too old to rock and roll, maybe, or something. <laughs> and, uh, but then this has transitioned into rock and roll again. So, um, but uh, bought some bamboo flutes up there at a store, started playing them, liked the way it felt, got back with Brad again after a number of years. He had some recording equipment and said, you know, I'd like to try to do a CD, and uh, did the first CD invocation in 2007. And um, a DJ, I guess, uh, had heard it and sent it to Donald Black Fox at Run Spirit Wind Records, okay. and then he contacted me, and then that's how it kind of, oh, okay. that's how it kind of started. No, not really. They have a really good tone, but it's 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 not a hard instrument to play. I mean, I guess you got to have a feel for it or something, but I, I don't consider it a hard instrument to play. That's why I play it. But I was thinking that might be like a saxophone or even a harmonica. I mean, how do you get that thing in the key? 
they're all keyed. Oh, they're keyed, keyed like harmonicas. Okay. Yeah, they're keyed to minors, uh, See, sort of like harmonicas. And early on, the first instrument I ever played was a was a saxophone back okay. in junior so high. So too, I, I maybe that helped. I, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, I just got. I don't know. I just. I mean, I've never playing bass, piano, whatever I play, and I'm not that great at any of it, in my opinion. But uh, I've I've been self-taught, so this, I just um, taught myself this. As well. I guess this is. Uh, Jethro Tullish. Some people said that. I don't quite see it that way, but some people said he has yeah. a lot more, uh, yeah. a lot more notes he can hit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I can, but I, I can see the, well, the fact that it was in a rock city. Yes, uh, or yes, jazz right. City. Marshall Tucker, Jethro Tull. You can you can mimic right. some of that to a point. Because I mean, I mean, I've tried to. Yeah, style, right. And it's also, I hear a big world influence in there too. So. Right. I got into world music on my break from music for a while. I, I got into a lot of world music. Dead Can Dance and Peter Gabriel and uh, a number of different world music artists. And uh, that's what I guess I thought I wanted to try next time. You know, I got back into music. Well, you've surrounded yourself with good musicians. Would you like to That's the trick. That's the trick to it, it right there. It is. Would you like to tell us who is here today? Pedro Fraginals on acoustic, and he was on electric at one time. He's played bass with me. I met him through my nephew, uh, Josh. He's an artist, and Pedro's an artist as well. And I was looking for another guitar player, and I met Pedro and found a co-writer as well. Oh, that's great. And uh, we got along well most of the time. And uh, we started playing with my son and uh, another guitar player called Mark Addington. And we all took it kind of slow for a while until I, I guess I got used to playing again because it had been 15, 18 years, bro, except for a church band I was in at one point for a couple years. Uh, and then uh, once we, I guess, got our self together more, I started wanting to add more instruments. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me, while we're here with Pedro, I'm going to ask you. I see you playing around with a lot of bands in half for a long time. Where did this journey of music start for you? It's my fault. <laughs> it's it's basically his fault. Um, I really didn't start doing that until maybe I was in my late 30s, 38 or 39. But you could play before that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was like basically the guy that sat in his bedroom playing, strumming a, a, yeah. the, the guitar or whatever, playing. But... Um, it never occurred to me. I mean, literally, never that the thought in my that thought never came into my into my brain. It was like, oh, I could go out and play, right. uh, play music out. You know, was it um, scary when you first did it at that age? It was. I don't know if I, I would say it was scary. It was just something that um, I'm not even sure. I'll be blunt. Um, I don't even know why I did it. Um, it's not something that I'm particularly like fond of <laughs> necessarily, or like something that that I you not, know. Not it's just like um, <laughs> it's just like a bizarre um, dichotomy, I guess. You know, like uh, you know, it's like, worked out well. I mean, obviously, once you decided to do it, kind of jump like in. Yeah, the I mean, you just it, it's um, some of it's motivated by money. You know, it's, it's like it's something that I can do. I love the truth. You know, um, you know, like instead of like having to, you know, take a side job or yeah. whatever, like I, you know, I could fool some people into thinking sure. that I could. I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it, it beats uh, 
refereeing soccer on the side. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, like Chris said, I mean, I don't consider myself a particularly, uh, I don't even consider myself so much of even as, as a musician, um, more than just a person that just can play some of those instruments. Um, it's... Um, you know, that's what makes a good band member. Yeah, it's... I think sometimes we consider ourselves more songwriters. Yeah, and I consider maybe myself somewhat of an arranger, but or you know, not, you know, sometimes I'm just like some somebody who makes stuff, you know, like you know, sometimes yeah, the but, creative um, process. Yeah, it is. It's just well, part it's of the creative. Part of being an artist, right? I guess the maybe that's what it is. Part of it. Yeah. Is that what is that a part of the draw to it? I think it, I think it's just an it's another expression of creativity. I mean, I, it, over, I mean everything we do in life pretty much is an expression of creativity. You know, True. how we speak, how we you know, how we make love, how we do you know yes. anything, how we dress. It's you know, it's all you know, creativity is. Yeah. is, is some of us are more creative than others <laughs> in our dress. Yeah, yeah. I have sloppy brush strokes. <laughs> but you know, it's just it's just another thing for me. You know. Um, and, and the other thing is, uh, you know, I don't know if I cannot not do it at this point. Right. You know, because that's oh, always. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, you can't. You're, you're, yeah. hooked. you're hooked. You're hooked now. Yeah, like the, you know, the creative part of it is right. like, a, I mean, it doesn't matter if like the band was here or not. I mean, I would still be doing, right. you know, writing the songs or right. doing that. And there's times where he said, hey, let's just write songs and forget all the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean they're coming from that side is a big part of my life, so I do totally understand it. In fact, I think the greatest job in the world would be a songwriter. Then you can go to Walmart. Right, right. Everybody knows who right. you are, yeah. but your pockets are lying. Right. Yeah. I've actually had that thought. I go, I wish I could hire somebody to do what I was doing. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, yeah. All right, take me to the next person here. Mike Clapperud on bass. Yeah. Well, Mike. I've also seen playing. It's one of the things about your band. It's not enough just to play with one band, is it? No, oh, no, no. You got to get a few under your belt. <laughs> yeah, how many do you have going on? Uh, I got now? three going on now. Uh, here with Medicine Crow, uh, Hank Cole Band, and Bruce Rhino with Pedro. Okay. Now, have you always been a bass player? Yeah, uh, I can play a couple of the other instruments. I can play a little guitar. I can play like three songs on drums. So Manic Depression. Uh, a little bit of Heart of the Sunrise. Yeah, I think that's it. Too. That's pretty cool. Though. Too but soft. I can't keep a basic beat really good. No. And once I, I heard bass no players. <laughs> <laughs> once I heard bass players like Mike, I, yeah. I start. I gave up bass. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can understand that too. Um, so, how old were you when you started playing bass? Uh, well, I was introduced to uh, bass as a part of a school orchestra when I was in sixth okay. grade. Uh, so my first four string was an upright. I did that for about four years. Uh, bought an electric bass, I think when I was 13. So that's uh, it's like only 15 years ago or so. Liar. I'm not coming. Uh, <laughs> so coming from a bass side of it too. I know that, um, uh, no wonder you're in three bands. I mean, it's hard to find good bass players. It's hard to find bad bass players, but it's even harder to find good bass <laughs> 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 So, uh, you know, it's, so I'm sure you work 
Yeah. Could you put in another band? No, no, three is my limit, because uh, the last time I did an add-on gig, uh, just that set list alone made me start to forget things yeah. about it, so I know three is my limit. That's why we know he's not that young. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> 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 All right. All right, so um, I don't know what to say about flash players. I mean, it's, a, it's a, something you have to have, and it's, it's like police officers don't you're glad somebody will do the job, you know? <laughs> so, all right, who are we going next? Eric Crimp, Kimberl on drums. The, the new guy. The new, new guy. guy. Yeah, violence, not me. <laughs> Every band I've been the new guy, now it's Eric in this uh, band. Okay. All right, Eric. I was listening to your drumming. I like the fact that you don't overpower everybody else. That's an unusual drum trait. <laughs> Um, tell me how you become a drummer. Well, my father was a drummer um, all through his, and he's from Cleveland County, from Kings Mountain, grew up in the high school marching band, played in high school bands and stuff, and then um, joined a band called Liquid Smoke. They moved to New York, put out an album under Avco Records, a subsidiary of Sony Records. So. Uh, and I was born in 69, so this was 68, 69 that, that he was doing that. So I grew up, you know, listening to his music and, and him playing drums. And so that's kind of my start to, to drumming. So it's been a part of your life, your whole entire life. Absolutely. You don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any better. I would have picked a better instrument, a, a lighter weight instrument. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. There's um, no love for drummers because they have to carry all that stuff. Okay. You know? And my dad, too, uh, he, when you said that about being a lighter player, my dad is, is more of a, a heavy hitter. When they recorded their album, they had to cover the drums with blankets to keep the, the sound from overpowering everything. So he's, he's a heavy hitter, plays with the, the butts of the sticks and that kind of thing. And, and I'm, I'm just more of a, a finesse he also drummer. He play with a lot of loud musicians, <laughs> yeah, too. So this I is true. There is, there is a difference. In, some drummers cannot um, tell the difference between, uh, I mean, once you start heavy, you're probably always a heavy, oh, yeah. heavy guy. So that's actually a good thing. I mean, that's, um, you're unique in that. Thank you. Um, so that sounds like you've surrounded yourself with. Uh, like I said, that's the trick, trick to it, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Brink Isaacs plays electric guitar with us. Okay, he's, yeah. he's not here today. Okay. Excellent guitar player very how, creative how did you find him i've known him from way back in the day and i was looking for a, a electric guitar player and he's just one of the ones i called and talked to i mean we went through pedro and i went through a number of, of people around we right. ran some of them off and yeah. some had other things to do yeah, and, I mean, but uh I mean, that's part of the band, you know. but uh here the the people that are in the band now i think are it's, it seems like the right combination yeah it seems good to me and the fact that you got all of but one here is that that sounds like you've made a pretty good choice. All right. You know? uh, so in my own band, I don't know that I can get anybody here. <laughs> and we do we we Brink brings something to it. We sound a lot more rock and roll with with Brink. Uh, just he comes from a more hard rock, heavy metal kind of thing, and and he 
probably tones it down for us, but he's, it's still all there. So it, it, it gives us a, to me, a sound we wouldn't have without somebody like him in it. Because uh, it's, it's pushed us towards rock more. When I, when I was thinking before, we were more probably Americana. Right. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven albums total. Medicine Crow uh, was the latest one right. put out last year. Or this year, this year. That's a lot. That is yeah, I'm doing it off of nonsense. This kind of music off of nonsense, 2007, and, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's good. Dude. Did one a year for a while, then it was two a year. And yeah, then, you know, and, and I tried to do something a little different with all of them. Uh, two of them are all instrumental. Um, one of them's probably a little bit more worldy rhythm-wise. Uh, one of them's a uh, one of them's a contemporary Christian CD. Right, I took yeah. a break and did that. Uh, this one, that the Medicine Crow CD, is a little more. It's definitely more kind of rock and roll Americana, uh, more back to songwriting, I guess. Uh, there's a concept CD called Invisible World that we did. Brad and I did. Uh, it's the last one we did together. Wow, you do have, you do have a pretty good catalog. I guess that makes it easy. I, you would think, but not not necessarily. <laughs> and I did a lot of this. I mean, most of these, all of them were done with, with just, we just recorded. We didn't go play out live. I didn't start playing live to you know, recently. Oh, yeah, again, so, so, playing live so, again. Oh, so most of this started out in studio. All, all of them but the Medicine Crow one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's a good take, too. I mean, that's, that's different. Has that, has it been harder to promote uh, Medicine Crow than it was the other stuff or easier? It's just different. Um, you're trying to get live gigs. You're trying to get in places or break into areas. Uh, I'm working with a group of musicians again, and you got those dynamics, and but you got the collaboration um, with, with everybody opposed to just. Does that make your, is it easier to get your music heard this way? You would, yeah, I think probably. I guess mean, yes. it opens doors to, to other people who wouldn't hear it. Yes, yes, it, it, it does. Um, a networking type thing. Yes, uh, but it, music's changed so much over the years yeah. that it's so much online and it's so, True. you know, yeah. uh, and you reach people in other countries. And sure. pe I mean, so I don't, it might be even really. Yeah, I can, I can see that because, well, um, Rick Belozier, you know, he's played a lot live, but he's also built the bulk of what he's done uh, through online. You know, uh, that, then that's probably the case for, for me too. You know, without yeah. having to go out and do it, which being in a band is fun, but you know, being in a band is being in a band. I mean, you got people depending on you going out to mm -hmm. play. It's like a five-way right. marriage. It is. It really is. And what does Kevin, Kevin told me something one time, uh, the only thing worse than not being in a band is being in a band. Yeah, I think he's and right. I've quoted that a number of times. I love We have some similar th thinking or sarcasm <laughs> or however, whatever you want to call it. Yes, you do. Uh, uh, seemingly, Kevin, uh, maybe Chris is a little easier to work with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. You know what it is. Not really. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I tried to get you to come out here today with me, but you wanted to lay in the bed and sleep. But we'll bring that up at another time. All right. He needs his naps. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Because he, he never stays home. He's gone all the time. 
What's what's up next? All the sounds coming up. Uh, artists next week we're playing Don Gibson, uh, opening up for the Weight Band in the yeah. lobby area or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then Artist Sound Saturday at Newgrass from noon to one, which is a good time I think because then I get to leave and see all the other bands rest of the yeah, that's a really good time actually so it sounds like you, you got a lot going on for the next little time you book pretty deep as far as out or as far as uh, i'm trying i'm learning too again i got back into this seriously what a couple of years ago probably Pedro. yeah basically i mean I, you don't have you don't have a local agent of any time when you're doing all the booking i'm doing stuff. all the booking yeah i can't get eric helps a little Nobody likes to nobody likes to book bands. Oh, I, nobody, nobody likes to be the I, cold calling, you know, person to yes, beg for a gig anymore. But it does make it easier to to call a place and say that you're out playing in support of a recent C D release yes. instead of just being a band that doesn't have a CD. I agree. Right. Totally it does. Um what was your question again? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> How deep. How deep, yes. Uh I'm starting to learn that you need to really book way ahead for like the next year it, it's taken me two years to figure that out so i'm starting to try to do that and we're trying to move into festivals a little more and still do clubs and get outside of nothing wrong playing all you know all these the counties near us but you don't want to be trying to break into you know hickory greenville spartanburg charlotte that kind of thing i mean we 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 played well, you and i played charlotte I and saw, uh, did you do a tiny tiny yeah, concert? yeah, we did tiny stage concerts, which is which is a cool thing. He gets a lot of lot of good bands, a lot of bands coming from out of the you know state too. Uh, it's it's out of Charlotte, and we played um, played in Tryon, played in Rutherfordton. I'm trying to think how far how far we have gone out. Which trade, direction? Trade Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, you trade Tennessee. Yeah, because we do some uh, gatherings or powwow gigs well, too. Yeah, yeah. How much of that have you got to do? Um. I mean, if I wonder if, if we could all go out, I mean, I could probably get a bunch of them. Right. But you got to go, you got to travel, right. and I mean, it is all of us aren't aren't able able to travel. So, at the start of this interview, I mentioned that Chris and his band Medicine Crow played live. Well, I thought I would inject this into the show right here, so you can hear what it's like at eleven o'clock in the morning for a band to uh, try to sit up to do a song they all know well. So I left that part in for, yeah, just for everyone's entertainment.
Madison Crow, and I'm here to tell you, you've just missed the best part of the show. We didn't record it, it was a great conversation about bands and being in bands, but uh, you might get to hear it again somewhere down the line when we have the machine on. But again, I'd like to thank all of you for being here today. What does the future hold? Well, we're trying to get into festivals, just get the, get the music heard by more people is my plan. Uh, Hopefully everybody else is playing. Um, I mean, as far as a goal, that's that's my goal, just to get in front of different people, possibly bigger crowds, festivals, that kind of thing. Uh, just trying to figure out how to get there from here. Uh, well, I do appreciate, again, your time. You've given given me uh, a very interesting interview. Too bad a lot of it didn't get recorded. Plus, <laughs> we I'm do a do-over on that part. Yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. Plus, I'm leaving here with a brand new idea that I just love too. So, <laughs> Just have a good day, and again, thank you guys. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. When I drunk from my sacred pie, I am cleansed, I am purified. The hope of visions from the other side, and in your
So 